Welcome to The Sipping Point, where each week we explore the recipe for a delicious life. I'm your host, Lori Forster, the wine coach, and I've made it my mission in life to demystify wine one glass at a time. So expect a fresh and fun approach to the world of wine, spirits, food, and so much more. Well, this week I am following through on my New Year's resolution... It was to drink more Spanish wine. And to help me with that, I have Alvaro Palacios from Bodega Palacios Ramondo in Rioja, Spain. That's a mouthful, but it will be worth it. We'll find out more about the region of Rioja, his estate, and of course, taste his wines. But I was reading up on you, Alvaro, and I love... It must be so great to be a man because he lists his birthday, including the year... On his biography. That is so brave. So you were born in the 60s in Spain and really grew up around your family's estate and the winemaking business from, I guess, as a toddler. But eventually, when you decided to learn about wine, you went to Bordeaux to study. So you've studied at a prestigious winemaking school in Bordeaux. You've also made wine at the Stag's Leap Winery in Napa, which a lot of our listeners are very, very well known. And then starting um, in 1989, you went to one of your family's estates in the Priorat uh, area and uh have worked all over the different estates. Now we're going to focus, I guess, on Rioja, which is the original uh, source of your winemaking. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Lorene. Such an amazing background. I could have gone on and on, but basically you grew up with wine. It's in your blood. And you really went off and away from the family estate to learn winemaking from other people. And now you're back and you're you're just really infusing your youth and energy and experience into the estates. Is that right? Well, more or less. It's a long, it's a long history right now. It's a bit different. It's a bit different, but more or less, it's what, as you said, yes. Okay, great. Well, let's find out a little bit more about that. You know, sometimes people grow up in a family business and... The last thing they want to do is go into the family business, right? <laughs> they just want to get away from the family. When did you know... Or did you always know that you wanted to be part of the wine business? Well, I have to say that uh, my life has a kind of uh, very funny, well, not funny, but at least curious beginning. Uh, we are nine children in the family. Wow. And I am the seventh. And I was the last one to be born at the house. Oh. The house in the winery because my mother is still living in this house, which is uh, above the, the winery. You know, the typical, okay. Typical winery from the from the 40s, 1940s. <clears throat> so I have this, this kind of uh, wine pedigree. I was the, the last one to be born. Nice. In, a, in, in a, the be, winery, In a very basically. traditional way. <laughs> the last two ones, they were born in the hospital. So oh, more than times no arrived for them. <laughs> <laughs> well, nice. And um, so you are bo- you're a March baby, just like me. So you grow up in this Rioja winemaking family. Yes. And when did it hit you that... Did you always know that was going to be what you would do? Or did you go through a pattern in your teenage years where you thought, no way I'm going to do this winemaking thing? Well, when I was, as, <laughs> as every as every um, teenager, you dream a, a lot about things in this life. And I wanted to be many things. I wanted to be a wolf fighter. I wanted <laughs> to be a singer. I wanted to be many things. Well, not many, but... Focus on three, music, right. wolf fighting, and also motorbikes. I <laughs> love it. And with, with enough wine, you can be of, all those things. A lot things. of broken bonds. Oh, right. It's dangerous. 
But it's true that uh, I think it was about when I when I was 17 years old is when I started thinking about my future, getting a little bit ripe, <coughs> and I really decide. I really think to myself, the thing I know the most is about wine. I've been working all my life since I was a child in the winery during holidays, etc. So I realized. Um, also, wine is a very capturing thing. When you start ripening, you start breathing this mysterious of the dark cellar. Mm-hmm. And also the mysteries and the magic of wine, also agriculture, the the, the nature of uh, viticultural aspects. Everything is so. Yeah, encha- you can tie encha- everything enchanting. to wine, right? Life is tied to wine I in every so. aspect. I, I love so. that. So, okay, we're focusing on the wines. You have such a broad portfolio for your family, but the wines of Rioja. And I seriously, when I was leading in the introduction, I made a New Year's resolution to drink more Spanish wine. And of course, in my sommelier training, we study quite a bit about the wines of Spain, but there's so much out there um, to taste. So many different countries, different in America. We have too many choices sometimes, Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> but I know there's so much great value in Spain and uh, I want to drink more, learn more, just dive more into that this year. That's one of my resolutions. So Rioja, certainly not one of the newer areas of Spain. It's one of the old, you know, old guards, one of the originals. But tell me what is new about what's going on in Rioja? Well, Rioja, first of all, I should say that has been, as you said, at least the most renowned one region because, well, Spain has passed through Different moments as every as every as every country, no circumstances in the history. So, uh, Spain has plenty of wine regions which had a, a a very wonderful background, and especially so old. We're in the old wine world, and wine has been introduced in Spain before the Romans, which means more than two thousand years ago. And then we have had all these medieval medieval ages times where. Where all these monasteries and drunk monks <laughs> were were stepping through and uh, especially bring viticulture to a very spiritual high stage, mm-hmm. and uh, we have all those ingredients. But the thing is that uh, in the last century, Spain became in a very decline uh, moment, you no, know, with the with this civil war and also with this uh, dictadura moments up to 1975 when God's open to the world again, no. Mm-hmm. Um, through these times, uh, it was a kind of decadence in the agriculture aspects. So most of these regions, they were they they became very forgotten into vogue wines mm-hmm. with a very media price, all the all the same to everyone. All of them, but Rioja. Rioja had the great prestige, the great, the great chance, or the great the great luck of being so close to Bordeaux, first of all, and uh, mm-hmm. uh, the the the. The aristocrats of Rioja, they got together with the aristocrats of Bordeaux and they interchanged, they, they changed um, knowledge. And Rioja became making wine like in the Bordeaux style with the, with the barrels, etc., aging the wine in barrels, back to the late 1700s. Okay. And that, give, that gave to Rioja a kind of a hint of uh, sophistication, we could say. No? Mm. But also afterwards, uh, at the beginning of the 1900s, late 1800s, also, the the industrials from Bilbao in the Basque country, just two hundred kilometers up north, they start investing in in in, in Rioja, okay, to making these uh, big wineries, changing, industrializing Rioja, and also this kind of bourgeoisie. Can I say bourgeoisie? Bourgeoisie uh. in English. 
this kind of industrial burgundy uh, families, bourgeois, bourgeois yeah. families, they give they give also a kind of more sophistication to the region. So that the Rioja became the only, the yes. only, the only sophisticated wine region in Spain. But meanwhile, all the others were there waiting to open times. To open right. Times. That the times arrived just 35, 40 years ago, 30 years ago was the moment that uh, after these um, political times behind, Spain opened to the world and many producers start, start uh, rescuing, uh, waking up. Yeah, this, this absolutely, because now we see things from, well, you have estates in Bierzo and Yumia, wines all, yeah, you know, yeah, we're yeah, seeing yeah. wines from all of these little regions exactly. as well successful. as Rioja. Yeah, well, speaking of Rioja, we have to take a quick break, but we're going to come back after the break and we are going to dive into these glasses because we always have the sips of the week on the show, give people some wines to go out and find at the store that they can taste right along with us. So we'll be right Very back good. with Alvaro on The Sipping Point. This is Lori Forster, the wine coach. We're back with the sipping point, and I have Alvaro Palacios. Did Palacios. I say that? Palacios. Palacios. I'm going to get major Spanish training here at the breaks. Thank you. And we're talking about his wines from Rioja and uh, Bodega Palacios, right? Yes. And this is, in particular, your Ramondo estate, which is in Rioja. And Rioja is a fairly large area of winemaking in Spain, is it not? Yeah, it is. It is uh, it's about seven, 70,000 hectares. 70,000 hectares. Nice. And where are you in relation to that region? In what part of We're the Rioja? We're in the southeastern side. Okay. It's called Rioja Baja, or I should call it Rioja Oriental. Oh, nice. Now, the first wine you brought here, because we talked a lot about, a little bit about you and, and your estate, is a white wine. And I know, uh, just like Bordeaux, most people think of Rioja for the reds. They yeah. do kind of get tunnel vision that it's all red wine, but you do make some great white wine. So tell me a little bit. This wine is called Placet. You said it means, what well, the yeah, word means? Placet in the old Latin means uh, giving permission to something. Okay. To do something. So, so if you go ask your parents for permission to go somewhere yeah. to do something, you would yeah, be was, given that was back set. to nineteen ninety seven. Uh-huh. Uh, my my youngest brother and myself, we wanted to change the the style of the white wine and to make a new a new line, a new type of white wine. And and at the end my father thinking about saying, Okay, placet from the old Latin language. We will use this as a brand. I give you the placet. I give nice. you the permission to do it. <laughs> so, so you got permission to make this white in a different way. Tell us a little bit about wh- what, why you wanted to make it in this. It's really fresh. It's very delicious. Yes, this wine is made uh, from Viura grape, which is the, the white grape of Rioja, the most generalized grape, the, 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 the dominant grape in Rioja, Viura. And um, my father planted this vineyard in the late 80s. Um, the idea is... The wines were ma- they w- my father was making at that time, it was a very uh, crispy, light, fruity white, which was very much on trend those days. And we wanted to do something more opulent, something more uh, voluptuous and, and intense and complex. So, in fact, we went to a very old, old school, old times white, white wine, which means to ferment it in wooden vats. Okay. No barrels. Mm-hmm. No, no barrels. Uh, about uh, twenty twenty uh, sorry two thousand liters wooden oval bats. Okay. Very 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 beautiful. So fermenting the the white grapes there and then also keep the wine for 
six to eleven months aging in this in this vat. Okay. So at the end, the wine is more complex. It's more creamy because also we leave the lees in the bottom just to give more and more more creaminess. And at the end, we have the wine here. Nice. It's really delicious. And what I like is that. You know, some people have gotten totally away from that over-oaked California Chardonnay style. A lot of consumers are turned off by too much. And then everybody went to this stainless steel, nothing oak, you know, just crisp fruit. This is like a nice balance of the fresh fruit and a little bit of richness from the oak, but yes. it's it's very um, in integrated the, in and the middle, gentle. In the middle of what you say, no? It's, yes. It's not a stainless steel because also a stainless steel is quite cold and quite uh, metallic. Right. <laughs> um, but it's not either a small new uh, uh, oak cask or right. new oak barrel. It's a bigger bat. It's not new. It's in a media of five, seven years of age. Yeah. But the idea is to, to keep the, the freshness and to keep the flavors of the soil and the grape of this environment. Uh, but also with a complex, complex, yeah, really, it's very delicious. City of 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 the oak, the wood, and also this kind of a noble. Yeah, time, I think you could do in the, in these recipients. You could do a fish with a butter sauce, even a pasta with a creamy sauce, and on up to even like some white meat, you know, chicken or right, pork right, or something exactly. like that. Really beautiful. All yeah. right, so love the white, and uh, this is going to retail around. What do I see here? 45? Is that correct? Yes. Exactly. Okay. All right. So this is, you're going to put this up against getting a really nice white burgundy or, yeah, could be you know, California. You know, Biura, Biura is related to Macabeo, Macabeo grape, which is in the also, it's a Spanish grape, but it's also in yes, the south. Yes, from, um, from Cava. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Macabeo. And also in the south of France. So at the end, it's a Mediterranean all adapted grape. Okay. Which makes crispy, fresh, and acid, citric right. wines in the south, in the Mediterranean climates. So it's what we enjoy here. We enjoy the flavors of the fruits, of the white fruits, the pears, etc. But also we have this infusion of herbs, like chamomile and others, mm-hmm. a little bit of thyme, uh, herbs. Um, and then white flowers, too. It's called the jasmine flowers. So it's complex, and then you have also the creaminess of the of this aging process, which gives a lot of kind of a creamy character with with also bit hints of of vanilla. Yes, but and very, then, but very soft, very balanced. A lot of people, uh, I think, when they're starting out in wine, sometimes people dismiss white wine. But you're right. This every time you put your nose in this glass, you're getting something different, and it yes, is complex. It's not doesn't taste like lemon water. <laughs> you know what I mean? There is a lot of of uh, oomph to this. Okay. So next to that, I have two glasses of red wine. And yes. certainly we know that people uh, associate Rioja with red. Um, so tell me, what is the difference between these? The first red that we're going to try is what you call uh, a hoven or a young... Uh, young wine, yes. not aged as long in oak as some of the other wines. Tell me a little bit about uh, this wine. Yeah, we have La Vendimia first, which means the harvest. Okay. La Vendimia means, in Spanish, means the harvest. Let's go to do La Vendimia. Let's go, <laughs> let's go harvest. Let's do it. <laughs> so it's very it's very fresh. Very The, the name is saying something which is new, fresh, um, in, in, in premium. No? And uh, in fact, this wine is the only one that I make with... Uh, a regional concept. So grapes are from Alfaro, which is my mother village, and where we have the, our own vineyards and where we have the winery. 
but also I purchased some grapes from the Rioja Alta. So it's a blend of the two Riojas. Okay. And I have to say that um, Rioja is also like Bordeaux in the aspects, in the sense of, of, of different climates, different microclimates. Mm-hmm. In Bordeaux, you have the left bank, which is Medoc, right. where you have Cabernet Sauvignon as a dominant grape. And then you have the right bank, the very old right, right bank, which is Saint-Emilion and Pomerol, for me the best. Right. Where you have more ne- Merlot, Merlot and, and Cabernet Cap Franc, Franc, yes. Softer, softer wine, warmer area. Mm-hmm. So in Rioja, we have Rioja Alta, which is much cooler with more uh, Atlantic influence from the Cantabric coast. Ah. And then we have Rioja Baja, which is much more influenced by Mediterranean climate because it's closer to the Med- Mediterranean coast. Okay. Both get together like a very happy couple. <laughs> in, in, in Rioja I and, love and it. this is and today I mean 90% of Riojas are blends of yes. the both areas and this is a great topic because red blends is one of the hottest categories of wine in America and I know in Europe they, I, you guys must be like laughing hysterically because Americans think that red blends it's like a new thing oh my gosh but red blends are really what some of the the oldest most established best wines yeah. of history are well, blends like Bordeaux and Rioja so this the grapes in this are Garnacha and Tempranillo Garnacha correct? from Rioja Baja because if Merlot is in the right bank of Bordeaux Garnacha is in the Rioja Baja and if the Cabernet Sauvignon is in the left bank of Bordeaux in Rioja Alta uh, and so the 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 Baja, where is, your estate is, is Garnacha. Is Garnacha. The it's, Tempranillo it's, came it's from the Rioja Alta? Alta? Okay. Yes, because, you know, Tempranillo means temprano. Temprano means early. Okay. So it's a very early, early ripening. ripening grape. It's so vegetal cycle. So it's ready. It's, it's, it, was, it was born to, to be in Rioja Alta because... It always right. makes phenolic maturing, maturation before the 15th of September. Right. We can say. So it's, it's a great for cooling, for cool climates. All right. Meanwhile, Rioja Baja is much warmer, and you have Garnacha, which is a very large vegetal cycle, and, you know, okay. it's cooked very, needs, needs heat to, yeah. to ripe. Just like, a, just like ripe that happy slowly. couple, you need the heat. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a quick break on the sipping point. I'm going to be tasting the Vendemia at the break, and we'll come back. We'll talk about that and the other red I have in my glass. We're here with Avro Palacios. We'll be right back. Great. This is Lori Forster, the wine coach, and we're back with Alvaro Palacios from Bodega Palacio Ramondo, Palacios Ramondo in Rioja. We tasted your white, delicious. We tasted your Hoven or your young red, which was very, very good, uh, the Vendemia. Now, and I enjoy that quite a bit, now we're moving to the Rioja um, La Montesa. La Montesa is the name of the vineyard. Is your vineyard. And this is coming from the region that you are are really strictly in the Baja, exactly. Um, Alfaro, and because of that, and you told us after in the last segment that Garnacha is really the grape that does, you know, really suit itself to your region. This is eighty percent Garnacha and twenty percent Tempranillo. Um, the Hoven we tasted Vendemia is a seventeen dollar retail. This is twenty twenty one dollars. All still very to me affordable. I love that. Thank you. Thanks to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me about uh, La Montessa. This is eighty percent Garnacha, really showing the beauty of your area. Exactly. Um, and you're also highlighting on the bottle that it is you know majority of Garnacha. So that consumers know, which I love that. 
um, because in America, we want to know what grape is in the bottle. We're weird like that. Even though it is a blend, there is 20 percent uh, Tempertino in there. So tell me what's different about this one. Well, La Montesa is the, is the real heart of this of this winery. My father started bottling in, in, in back to the 1970. And uh, it has been always the, I don't know how to say in English, it's the, uh, it's the honor. The honor, top wine. The honor wine of, ah. of the family. It's a quite huge, important quantity because we do about uh, 2,000 barrels of this wine. Okay. So it's about 600,000 bottles. But everything comes from one vineyard, one vineyard of 100 hectares that my father finished. Single planting. vineyard? Single vineyard in Alfaro, the village of Alfaro, in the mountain of Jerga, a very specific site where Garnacha was, has been there for ages, for centuries and centuries. So what I want to do with this wine is, in Rioja, everybody is doing blends of Tempranillo. I mean, everybody speaks about Tempranillo, but, but we have to. I want to remind that the old times and the real thing and the genuine thing is that every area, when you are doing a higher quality, you you have to run away from region blends, regional blends, and you got to go to most exclusive uh, mm-hmm. areas. You have to go to a more um, a localized place. Specific, yes. So we are in the village. We are in only one village, and we are in one vineyard, in one area. One nice. Vineyard. So the grape. Is Garnacha. It was there for ages and is the real, Garnacha has the real affinity to to perform the most beautiful it's uh, really picture delicious. of this environment. Of and this you've landscape. invested in aging it uh, for at least a year so in always, French and American oak, exactly, mostly exactly. French. Crianza quality in Rioja uh, is always one year in, in barrel. Mm-hmm. And we use uh, Bordeaux barrels or, or transport barrels, which are more or less is about... 85 French oak, 15% American oak. Thank you. We like the business. <laughs> yeah, we want it Very nice. All right. Well, these are all delicious. And Alvaro, I wish we had an, a whole hour because yeah. there's so much more to talk about. But if folks um, want to find out more about your wine, um, you are uh, brought into the country through Folio Wine. Yes. People can go to foliowine.com, I know, to get more information. I'll be posting a link at thewinecoach.com. And uh, we'll have a picture of us, information about all the wines we're trying, which are available around town, places like the Wine Store. Wells um, and can always be ordered at our great sponsors, Wine World in Abington and Hair of the Dog over in Easton, Maryland. Um, thank you so much for joining us, Alvaro, and I hope you'll come back. Thank you, Baltimore. Thank you, Lorraine, for having <laughs> me here. It's a great honor. And uh, I, I toast. Cheers. I a toast for so all of you see guys. you. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks a lot. Enjoy Spanish wines. Yes. Hello.